And the commitment with God is not a commitment that you sign on a document and 20 years later somebody's going to be able to hold you to. The commitment with God is in the moment. And then you recommit in every given moment after that as best you can. God doesn't have a measuring stick that he holds up to your actions, your way of living, and say, well, you're measuring up today. Well, you're halfway there. Well, wow, you're over the limit. This is great. God doesn't measure all of that. God just allows us to have experience in order for the soul to truly come into the knowing of itself and to fulfill itself in its own time, in its own way. So look in your life and see, what are you doing with commitment? And if you're beating yourself up with it, or if you're letting other people beat you up with it, it might be time to renegotiate. Make some changes. Not to hurt them, but to take care of yourself. And that's something I have learned over the years a lot. I've made sacrifices. I've sacrificed myself for others. I've made them more important than me. I'm sure all of us have. And if you haven't, I hope you never learned that lesson. Well, no, I don't say that. I hope you learn it in a good, quick way. And it doesn't drag out for years and lifetimes, <laughs> like so many of us have done. Because <laughs> it is a lesson we all will learn. But I would say this. Start right now living your life differently. Start right now loving yourself who you are right now is a wonderful person and a wonderful soul. And you may be saying inside, oh yeah, you don't know who I really am. Well, I do know who you really are. You may not know who you really are, but I know who you really are. Because I see the soul in you. I see the light in you. I know the loving in you that is there. You may not know it, you may not be experiencing it. You may not be living it. But I know the truth of you. And I want you to know that for yourself. That's my commitment with God. That's been my commitment with God ever since I was a child and I first became aware that all this that I was seeing in other people was God. It was God. And whenever I make a commitment to God now, I make it to God in two different directions. I make it to God of all creation. And that God first is here at the seat of the soul and into the spiritual realms. And the other direction is the God that dwells within the world in each and every one of us as soul. And my commitment with God is to do all I can to see the soul and the person first. And when their illusion gets in the way, do the best I can to move through that illusion 
and to see the light of God that dwells within, that they might someday see it for themselves. You know, we're all mirrors for each other. And with some of us, we love what we see in another person because we're really seeing a part of ourselves. And we like that part. With other people, it's like, oh, oh, go away. I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't want to look at you. Well, that's another part of ourselves, but that's the part we don't like to see. And so when I'm seeing you, I see the light of God that is in me. But it's also in you. And I would like for you to be able to do the same with myself and with others to begin to see that light of the divine that dwells within each of us. We are a spark of the divine that has gone out into creation to bring God's light into all of his creation. We are that living light. We are the living love. And if we can begin to commit to that, to honor that, to live into that in every moment of every day, then our lives are really going to be wonderful, magnificent. Yeah, you're still going to have people coming up and yelling at you and cussing at you and blaming you, and you're still going to have horrific days and wonderful days, but it's different because you're going to be living all that very differently. It's more neutral, more quiet, more loving, more patient, more kind than it would be otherwise. And those things that used to disturb you in the world no longer will disturb you. You'll kind of wonder sometimes, golly, I'm not shaking. What's wrong with me? I should be really upset right now. Well, no, you shouldn't really be upset right now. That was just the old pattern. In truth, the way that the divine lives within us is still, quiet, simple, loving, patient, centered, always consistent and the same. And if we are really living the truth of who we are, our life can be more like that. Now, the body, the emotions, the mind, they're going to shake. They're going to get disturbed by the world that they are a part of, and the world knows how to shake them. But that soul in you, once you wake up into it, and it is really a knowing in you, and you can choose into living that rather than the mind, the emotions of the body, you can quiet them down. You can bring peace to the mind, the emotions, and the body because you are the peace, and you are in charge of those elements of self rather than the worldly self being in charge and control and running you. It's a very different way to move and to live your life. And it all starts with a commitment. When we meditate every day, that's a commitment. So why do you meditate? Why do you make this commitment every day to sit down, close your eyes, go inside, chant the name of God, love God and allow God's loving in. Why?
And who did you make that commitment to? You didn't make it to me or Brian because we don't ask for commitment. We just ask you to look at it and see if it works for you, to check it out, and if it does, continue doing it. The commitment is with yourself. You choose, maybe right away and maybe eventually, to sit down and meditate every day and to spend some time inside, loving God and letting God love you. And that commitment is something that you recommit to every day of your life if you're lucky and fortunate and paying attention. But it's a thing you choose every day, just like every commitment is. You may commit to something, but it isn't a law that you have to live by. It is something that you recommit to every day whether it's taking care of a parent or a loved one or assisting a neighbor or loving God. It is something that you choose and re-choose into continually. So if you can begin to take all the have-tos off of it and begin to realize that it's a choice, it's a lot easier to live with. And it's a lot easier to renegotiate if you need to renegotiate it because it's a choice. And what may have served you 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago may not serve you now. And it's okay to change your mind. I remember years ago when I was in high school and I was going with my girlfriend, we went study for two years. And every once in a while, she'd come out all dressed up, ready to go, and she'd go, wait a minute. And she'd go back into her bedroom, and 30 minutes later, she'd come out in a new dress, or her hair was different or something, and go, what did you change that for? What did you change? We need to get going. She goes, I have the right to make changes in my life if I want to, and I wanted to do it different. Well, I didn't even get the lesson until years later when... I was writing up an order at a frame shop where I worked for a lady on some artwork that we were framing. And I had, we had worked on this for I don't know how long, picking out all the molding. You know, I, I understand what shoe salesmen go through because it's not one pair of shoes, it's 20 pair of shoes, and then it's the first pair they looked at that they buy. And that was my experience with the framing. I would show them what I thought was the best thing for it, and then they'd go, well, let me see what else you've got. Well, let's try this. Well, let's try that. What about this color? And then ultimately, we would end up going back to the first one most often. And so I had written this order up according to what she wanted. And she was walking out, and I was collecting everything to take back to the, put it in the bin to get it worked on. And she came back. She said, could, could I see that first one again? I just want to make sure. And I went, Okay. <laughs> And so I was writing up the, the new order with a new selection of the first thing we looked at. And she said, I hope it didn't bother you, but this is just what I do. I, I go through this process, and I, I just struggle to get it right. I wanted it to get perfect. And, and I'm so worried about getting it wrong that I keep changing my mind and changing my mind. And I said, I'll tell you what, let's frame this, and then if you like it, 
you pay for it. And if you don't like it, I'll pay for it, and you can pick out a new frame. And she goes, you're kidding me. That's crazy because I change my mind all the time. I said, I'm willing to risk it. Let's, let's have the game of it, okay? So she came back to pick it up, and she says, I'm afraid to have you take it out of the sack because <laughs> I'm afraid I won't like it. I said, don't be afraid. Just tell me, yes or no, do you like it or not? And I held it up, and she goes, oh, I love it, I love it. I said, okay, then you pay for it. <laughs> but I learned, you know, it's to make it playful, make it fun. Don't make it hard. She was making it so hard on herself, and so she was making it hard on everybody else. And maybe that's what we do in our lives. Maybe we make other people suffer our suffering. And that's not fun. It's not fun for us, and it's not fun for them. So I guess months and months later, this man came in and introduced himself. Didn't have anything to frame. He just wanted to talk to me for a minute. And he says, I, I don't know if you remember my wife. And he said, I said, oh, yeah, because she would come in quite often to, to frame things. And he says, I just want to thank you. And I said, thank me? Uh, you know, I thought he liked something I framed. And he says, my wife has changed since she's been coming in here. I don't know what you do, but thank you. She is so much better about things. And she plays with not liking something or, you know, she's in agreement in the process of disagreeing. And, and my, my life has changed. I can't even tell you how wonderful it is. I says, well, I don't know what I did, but you're welcome. <laughs> but I knew what I did in a way. But I didn't realize how much of an impact it was going to have on other people. And it's important for us to pay attention to the impact we have on other people. You know, on our parents, or on our children, or on our grandchildren, or on the people we work with, or on our friends, or just people that we meet in a day and never see them again. We have an impact on people. And someday we're having a good day, and that's a great impact. And other days we're having a terrible day, and boy, what an impact that is. But if we can find this place of loving that resides inside of us and begin to allow that loving to permeate throughout all of our consciousness, we're going to live a different life. And that loving is going to go and be with us wherever we go and touch whatever we do. And we don't have to be aware of it. We have to be sitting there going, I'm in the loving, I'm in the loving, I'm in the loving, I'm in the loving. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I'm receiving your God's, I'm receiving God's love. I'm receiving God's love. We don't have to do that. We just open and allow in our meditation and know that it's there. And then we take that into the day. We don't get up and leave it in the chair. We take it in the day. We become that which we are. We are just waking up to the truth. We're not changing anything. We're just waking up to the truth and then letting the truth permeate and take over our illusion so that we are living more the truth. And when we go out into the world, that touches people. Just like this lady. I had never met her. She was from Panama. She came up here for this wedding. I was just standing next to her getting cake. And she said, could we talk? And I'm going, well, sure. 
you know, I didn't know what she wanted to talk about. I thought maybe it was about the wedding. I didn't know. And she wanted to talk about this thing about commitment. I mean, would you talk to a stranger about commitment? Or about your life or about your relationships? But there was something inside of her that touched her that said, hey, this is a safe place. And she took a chance. Well, all of us have that same living essence of loving in us. And if we will just allow ourselves to be that, to choose into that, to love that into all of that we do, people are going to get it. I had no idea what she was feeling or thinking or why she wanted to talk about this until as we got into the conversation. And then I thought, wow, God, thank you, because I have not looked at commitment in a long time in my life. And I can see now why you wanted her to talk to me. So I look at my own commitments. But then I realized also she was responding to the movement of loving in me and found a safe place in me to talk. So it's an amazing process, just out of one little word, commitment. I've seen so much today inside myself, so much in my life and how I live my life with people and with God. And I love it. I love that part about myself. And I think that if you'll go back and look, you'll see that there's a lot of things inside of you that you love as well that maybe you don't acknowledge, maybe you don't honor, don't, maybe you don't hold up to in, in yourself. That when you look in the mirror of yourself, you just see the disgusting and the awful and the this and the that and whatever inside of yourself. And that's how you live your life, in your frustration, in your anger, whatever. But if you can begin to go inside and spend some time and discover the beautiful parts of yourself and bring those up, you're going to realize there's a lot more wonder and beauty inside of you than there is to be disgusted by. Go back and remember who you were as a child, that playful part of you, that fun part of you that laughed, that told strange and stupid and crazy jokes and just thought they were the best. That part of you that would play tricks on your brother or your sister or a friend. And you would just crack up laughing. Get in touch with that part of yourself because that's the truth of who you are. There's a part inside of you that laughs and laughs and laughs all the time because it sees everything as funny. It is just funny. But we have taken on this serious mode. Everything is serious and difficult and hard and challenging. Well, that part of you is even laughing at that because it is funny. Of what we do with things. I remember another time where I was at a wedding. And I was a kid. I was probably nine, ten years old. I wasn't with my parents. I was with a neighbor who was babysitting me. 
And since she was going to go to the wedding and her kids were going to the wedding, I had to go to the wedding too. So we are sitting in our pew and we're talking, waiting for the wedding to start. And the wedding starts and they're up there doing the service. And all of a sudden this man, about three rows up, farts. And it's really kind of loud. <laughs> and you could, I, I looked around and people were like, Ooh, you know, like <laughs> disgusted and making faces and all this. <laughs> and the three of us were just like trying not to laugh. And then he farted again. <laughs> and we just started laughing. And the parent, her parent, her mother was looking at us, and and then other people were looking at us like, "Don't laugh, don't laugh." Shh, shh, shh. And then he farted again, <laughs> and we just let it go. We couldn't stop laughing. We just started laughing so hard, and finally, other people around us started laughing and laughing, and you could hear it just go right up the, the pews and uh, up to the altar. And finally, the man farted again, and it just went into a roar. And he stood up and he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the minister said, what? You just brought joy to the whole congregation. <laughs> he says, but don't come back and do it every week. But, <laughs> but thanks for coming this week. <laughs> so that, that's the joy of life, you know. We can either sit there and go, oh, how disgusting. Or we can see the humor in it and find something funny and everything. And so I use that as a reference point for myself when I get too serious, and I do. I get too serious in many areas of my life. And that's where Brian has been a real blessing to me, because he's still a kid. He doesn't take anything serious. Everything is fun and a joke, and that's a wonderful way to live. And if you can be around people like that, you'll begin to experience the greater joy of life and the movement of spirit in a way that is liberating. Liberating to the consciousness, liberating to the soul. And there's that part of us in all of us if we can just allow ourselves to find that freedom. So take this word commitment today and do with it what you will. But... I would hope that you'll begin to look and see, well, where have you made commitments? And do you honor commitments? And do you want to honor commitments? And do you want to renegotiate commitments? And do you want to forget commitment altogether and just do things in the moment? But find out what works for you. And I would bet there's a lot of little things in your life that you just need to go back and let go of, renegotiate, and free some of the stored energy of loving inside of you so it can come forward and begin to live in your life now and not be stored up from something you did 15, 18, 20 years ago. It can make a huge difference. And be willing to laugh at yourself. Laugh at yourself in the sense of humor and fun, but also laugh with yourself in the sense of the loving, accepting, and forgiving, the LAF, that we talk about in here, and do it every day. And it's not just to be done in meditation, it's to be done in every moment of every day as we need to and want to and choose to. Just like in meditation, we don't just spend time in loving God in meditation, 
we bring that out into everything we do in our daily life and love God every moment of every day. When I was a young kid, I was eight, nine years old, I heard Spirit say to me so, so clearly, live one day at a time, one breath at a time. Love the Lord and love yourself. Then you will be free to live life one day at a time, one breath at a time in a wonderful way. And that's true. So live each moment in a loving way. You know, we would love for people to love us and honor us and take care of us. Well, why not do it for us, ourselves? Love ourselves, honor ourselves, and take care of ourselves in every given moment. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sacrifice yourself for other people. Take care of yourself and then see what you have left over to give to others if that's there to do. Well, I guess it's short and sweet today. The one thing I do is I honor the movement of spirit. When it comes to an end, I come to an end. So thank you all for coming. That was fun. A lot of fun. And I thank that lady for talking about commitment. (laughs) 